0: The Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. All right, welcome to the show. We are in the new studio here. Uh, This is The Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. And we're here with Chad Messler. He's the CEO of Helvetica Group. They are a real estate investment bank and family office. He's also an attorney and... During the financial crisis, he did thousands of transactions, uh, buying tapes of uh, of distressed assets and things like that. Now, he is pioneering a lending blockchain strategy, which I'm excited, and we'll dive into that. So, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, stoked to be in this new spot and uh, yeah. and to finally get you in here. Yeah. So, um, any excuse to talk about myself and drink tequila. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, yeah, let's start out with just kind of like what's going on with your business and like, what are you guys focused on? Um, I mean, we're focused, uh, you know, I guess it depends on the
1: market right now. The market, you know, it's a bit challenging. There's a lot of, um, you know, everybody's kind of skeptical of what's going to happen in the future. So I think we're, we're cautious, but mm-hmm. still looking at the same asset classes, you know, we're still lending money. Um, we're not buying assets right now. Um, of course, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, so yeah, like you know, if you
0: find some deals. Or. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's you know, everybody's kind of wondering, you know, where the market's going to land. So, we're all expecting a pullback. Yeah. So, um, you know, if we're going to buy any assets, it would be not to be very discounted, right or a big value add yep. component. Um, so yeah, on the real estate, the real estate side, we're still lending, we're cautious. We're, you know, we still look f- look for assets, um, again cautious. Um, but and got, we're waiting.
0: Do, we're waiting for distress. You're doing some mixed-use and <laughs> commercial properties. Is that, like, what you t- typically lend on? Is that your... Uh,
1: our, I guess at the core, we're a bridge lender, so we loan nationwide um, on basic food groups, you know, commercial. Yeah. Uh, so light industrial, office, multifamily, um, yeah, retail. You know, we, we love retail. We do retail centers. We buy triple-net deals. Yeah. Um, you know, we we've... We occasionally buy value add stuff like like land. We're not a not a land buyer, but we just bought some land yeah. right in, in Reno because we're big big fans of Reno. There's some
0: stuff happening in <clears throat> Reno, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Reno's on fire. Reno's uh used to be gaming, mining, prostitution. Now it's basically <laughs> you know all the all the all the industry is there. You know you've got yeah. this area called Trick, Tahoe Reno Industrial Center, which is where you find the you know the um, Tesla Gigafactory. Yep. Um, and then it's not just Tesla. Tesla's like the big the big PR piece but you know you got pet smart um you know fedex uh, distributions um uh, i mean
0: apple google i mean everybody's in that market now there's been like a big migration from from california right to get away from the taxes or partly yeah
1: well i mean so there's a lot of job growth in reno if you go and talk to edon um that's their economic development uh for for reno yep. um they had like a shortage of like 30,000 homes you know, so the builders, you know, they were not weren't building a lot because the last financial crisis. I think everybody got a little cautious, yeah. so they're building small subdivisions instead of big ones. Um, and then, yeah, there is a lot of migration. So people, even before COVID, people were moving over the the hill to you know get away to get into a friendlier business climate, less taxes, you know, nice quality life. Right. Um, and uh, and then of course you know all the um, the businesses that were moving there uh, because you know because of that whole trick area, um, they're bringing people with them also, yep. and then you have COVID, you know, and then everybody's <laughs> like, okay, now we're remote, right? And right. I don't really needn't want to be in the city, so a lot more migration was happening into Reno. So it's you know it's it's booming.
0: That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so you got some land near there and mm-hmm. do some value add stuff. And- yes,
1: yeah, so we bought thirty nine lots. Um, they're uh, you know, in, a, in a luxury community called Montro. Um, you know, it's a golf course community, They got, you know, big clubhouse, you know, the homes are, you know, two to 13 million plus, Jeez. um, Jack Nicholas golf course, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. It's a really nice community.
0: It's great, man. So you've been through a couple cycles <clears> in the, <throat> in the biz. You've been in the biz for quite a while. You've lived overseas mm-hmm. in uh, Switzerland and seen a thing or two. Um, and now, you know, we were just talking off offline, little bit about what's going on in the market right now today and you just got back from a conference um, people are yeah there's some uncertainty share mm-hmm. with us a little bit of your your thoughts on you know kind of I know it's different you we probably would agree today is different than 08 in in a lot of different ways but mm-hmm. there's also definitely distress in some areas so like what what are you seeing how do you compare it to you know 08 or other crises I know you talked about um, the dot com bubble you know like mm-hmm. Um, uh, just share with that's kind of like what you're, you're seeing in the economy now. Um, well, I mean,
1: just recently, obviously we printed a lot of money, right? right. So we had COVID Trillions. and then, yeah, it was, you know, it was, uh, it was a lot of money. So the, as a result, we're, you know, the result is inflation. Um, and, and now we have, um, you know, the fed is, is starting to curb that inflation, right? So they're, you know, pumping the brakes, um, but that's causing, you know, rates to go up quickly and rates going up quickly. It's creating uncertainty in the market, right? So we're seeing, you know, just the last conference, for instance, uh, it seems like a lot of securitizations have shut down. So a lot of products that were in vogue the last couple of years, like the, you know, debt service coverage, those rental loans. Yes, DSCR. Yeah, those, um, you know, they went from 4% to 9 yeah. um, you overnight, know. overnight, practically. Yep, fix and flip, same thing. So... Um, Yeah, a lot of the rates have gone up in in these asset classes that were really popular. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, obviously when rates go up, you know, the return on investment goes down. So people are, you know, they're not not buying as much. And certainly... When liquidity goes down, then you have less demand, and when you have less demand, then you have you know basically it affects pricing, and so all that. I think we're starting to feel all that right now, and so you're seeing a little bit in the news about well, prices are starting to come down, but sellers are kind of waiting, sort of. I think yeah. they're you know, there's always this lag, that you know, sellers are you know, gonna kind of <laughs> wait to see what the prices are for everybody else, but um, it's happening,
0: yeah, you know. So I was thinking, you know, sellers, <clears throat> the, the difference in my mind of of what's happening is the sellers now are, are thinking more like, do you know, let me see if I can get a a certain price. Whereas like in 08, they had to sell because Mm -hmm. the adjustments were happening. Remember the 228s and the 327 loans and, and uh, all of a sudden their loan came to, from a fixed to an adjustable, Mm -hmm. went up 2%, went up 3%. And so they were in this position and they also had a lot of high LTVs. Mm -hmm. So they were like underwater, where now, you know, maybe a seller has 40, 30, 40% equity in the home and they don't have an adjustable, they have a low fixed rate. So they're like, let me see if I can get this high price. And if I can't, maybe I just will wait mm-hmm. and rent it out or something like that, right? Like that's kind of where my mind's been and like why I don't think it's going to be as as big of a crisis as as 08. You know, 08, you had a lot of distress. Like a lot of people that were like, shit, I shouldn't have bought. Mm-hmm. You know, I do see that there's some um, regrets out there of people buying. Maybe they think they bought the top of the market and so they're like, Oh crap, maybe I need to sell. What did I do? Got mm-hmm. in the market. It was crazy. I didn't even see the place. I made an offer. There was four other, or 14 other offers and it was just, you know, so I, mm-hmm. I, I know that like there are a lot of people waiting for this doom and gloom to happen, but how certain is that? Like mm. or is it just, nobody knows.
1: Yeah. I mean, everybody has a different crystal ball. you know um and i agree i think there's a lot more equity because we did have such massive inflation and the inflation is going to continue right because we have to digest all the money that we just printed um and you know what's the net effect of all these different anecdotes right i think there are definitely anecdotes of people that have a lot of equity and don't need to sell you know and certainly when they're sitting on a three percent mortgage yeah probably not going to want to sell right right? even though maybe they want to move but you know it's going to be it's going to be kind of a tough decision, you know, to yeah, jump into to a...
0: Keep it, rented out, and yeah. then buy another, you know, place mm-hmm. or something.
1: Yeah. So I think there's definitely that that anecdote, right? Those yeah. people. There's also the people... So I was talking to a special servicer, a couple servicers, you know, at this conference as an example, right? One servicer had, you know, they're doing about $5 billion worth of servicing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his one of his thoughts was, and what he's seen is that because of the inflation, you have... You know, property taxes are going up, insurance is going up, so Gas people, and
0: electrics going up, water. yeah,
1: yeah. So now you have affordability issues with a lot of people. Now, I haven't done the math on that. I don't, right. I don't know what that means statistically or demographically or how many of those people are out there, but that's going to cause distress where people maybe they do have a lot of equity, but they're everything's going up on them. Yep. Right. So it's it's definitely different. Um, and it's actually something we know. I, don't, I mean, we haven't seen in our lifetime the absolute no. you know, printing this much money, and how that trickles into the economy, how it creates inflation, how it creates affordability issues, mm-hmm. and what that does. You know, uh, what the net effect of that is. So we're we're going to watch it happen over the next twelve months yeah, for sure. Like get you know? the
0: popcorn out. And yeah. Get yeah. Tequila out. Yeah. Um, so where 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 would you put your money right now? Like, or where are you putting your money? And uh, I mean, a lot of people are sitting on the sidelines. Like, yeah. I, even we were talking earlier about the. Um, the uh, bond market, right? There, a lot of these guys are just like, I don't want to buy these triple these A's, or they're just sort of sitting waiting. You yeah. know, the government's backing down on buying um, bonds as well, <clears you throat> yeah. know, mortgage bonds. So there's a lot of people just sort of like sitting on cash, which is terrible to do in an inflationary yeah. environment, right? Mm-hmm. But then you're like, well, I don't know where to put it. So do you have any insight to where it's a good I mean, place to, I mean, I mean, I mean Bitcoin's you know, low, right? Yeah. Everything's kind of shaken right. up. Yeah.
1: I mean, gold, ammo, and canned goods. Maybe is a good place to start. <laughs> so, I always it. thought cigarettes were a good yeah. So yeah, the or, yeah, all the, uh, buy yeah, What, the what are they called? The um, the vice, right? The vice, the vice, the vice investments. You know, um, so I think gold is uh is an interesting thing to look at. Um, you know, I've been watching a lot of things on gold, right? Like I mean, the government manipulates gold. It has since we got off the gold. So there's a there's a point in time when they might not be able to keep the lid on that, especially if we just printed so much
0: money. Yeah. Right. And gold I hasn't really watched, gone. I watched that. And I'm like, how is gold not going yeah. way up? Right. But you say the government sort of keeps a, they, yeah, they, they, like, they, the,
1: they have uh, you know, they're buying and selling They're they're, they're big in that market. And yeah. so there's, there's some really interesting videos and books on the, uh, the history of gold and monetary policy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think, I think gold is, uh, is one place to, to,
0: Put your money. Are you thinking um, like like coins or like bars? Yeah, whatever you can mean, afford.
1: You Kugrans know, are cool, but you know, there's also I mean, talking about crypto. There's a couple uh, crypto-backed stable coins or gold-backed stable coins. You know, ones oh, like wow. Pax Gold is one. Actually, uh, Sheila Blair is on the board of directors. for That you know, if that gives any confidence in a stable coin, <laughs> right? Because mm-hmm. stable coins are, you know, they can be challenging if they're not audited properly, right? Like Tether. You know, yep. people are still wondering whether Tether has enough, you know, cash U.S. dollars to back to back what they're promising um but you know like a pax gold's kind of interesting interesting you know opportunity to own gold without actually physically owning the That's gold
0: interesting yeah i haven't <coughs> seen those coins are they on like coinbase or
1: um i think i think they're on coinbase like stable um, coin, yeah or? yeah they're they're on a couple of the you know the exchanges yeah interesting um, because
0: that might be something yeah to to put your money in yeah i mean it's
1: just diversifying right yeah buy cougar ends, you know right um yeah you know Pax, Pax Gold, it, it, every coin is backed by an ounce of gold, basically, the Pax Gold. So, so gold's an interesting one. Um, you know, what else? What, are, what other inflationary, you know, commodities? Yeah. You know, um, I saw, you know, the, there's one guy had a perspective, which is, you know, we're, we're going to see some, uh, you know, major pullback in all financial assets, right? But commodities and consumer prices are going to go up,
0: you know? Yeah, like corn... Uh, yeah, different like oil yeah. people trade oil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there, you know, there's
1: some <laughs> rhetoric about the, you know, food shortages and I mean, not to be doomed destruction, but, but, uh, you know, just getting ready. Yeah. For, a little you know, garden what, can't, yeah. can't hurt. Right. right yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. A little garden, you know, it's diversification.
0: Yeah. yeah. We, we started a little garden and, uh, it's kind of nice i'll, I'll like as my I'm, I'm leaving the off like to go to the office and i'll walk by and like, grab a couple strawberries and mm-hmm. yeah a little orange tree yeah it can't hurt right yeah. right um so one of the things and the reason one of the reasons why i really wanted to bring you on today was um i know you're doing a lot of stuff in the blockchain you're like you're at the forefront of that more than you know we all we all know about it we all know mm-hmm. about bitcoin we all know about some other coins, but like that kind of all leads up to really what it sits on, which is a platform. And you know, this this revolutionary mm-hmm. idea that it's decentralized and that current, mm-hmm. um, you know, it could be a currency. Countries are adopting Bitcoin and coins. Uh, probably the US and the, and the and Europe will eventually adopt some type of, you know, what they call them, CDCs or CDBCs, yeah, CDBC. central
1: bank digital currencies. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, let's just, just talk a little bit <clears> about that, like how. You think that'll affect lending? I know it affects title. Like you can mm-hmm. really easily do it with title insurance. Kind of maybe do away with title insurance mm. with it, yeah. right? Like, what are your what are your areas of kind of exploring right now with that? Um,
1: well, I mean, I you know I'm a believer that pretty much everything is going to be on blockchain eventually. You know, yeah. right? You know, um, but. Um, yeah, how do I unpack what you just asked?
0: Um it's a big question. Yeah, yeah,
1: right, there's a lot, there's a lot in there. We start, start just like uh
0: <laughs> start with like what you're doing with it, like with your yeah. your platform.
1: So, um some of the low-hanging fruit for for blockchain is, you know, like uh, digital digital securities, you know? Yep. Um and so what we're doing is and it's just basically getting rid of the pain points and other things that are otherwise, you know, painful to do, right? A lot of paper-based transactions yeah. right and uh and so blockchain provides an opportunity to do to automate things to digitize things um and also to create immutability and transparency and ownership uh, because you know what w- what blockchain is right it's a distributed right. ledger so um tamper proof right if right. set up properly so what we've done is we've set up uh we we basically took our offline business which um in the lending business so what we do is fractional loans so we have private investors and funds that invest in our in our loans where it used to be paper right we send people ppms we send people notes and they sign them and subscription docs and you know and then we had it's like herding cats right okay you got to get a check you got to get a wire right Right, you got to get the you know i mean then you know DocuSign kind of created some degree of of efficiencies right but it's still it's it's herding cats Um, People have to write their checks. They have to go to the mail. They have to go to FedEx, right? Or they have to go to the bank to wire money. Um, So all those things are ripe for disruption because of blockchain. And so what we built is we built uh, an online platform that allows our investors to invest in fractional pieces of commercial loans, and they don't have to get out of their seat, right? Mm -hmm. They can just do it on the computer. They can move their money, right? They can move their money by, you know, an ACH transaction. Um, And know it's
0: secure, and like they're not... Yeah. yeah, and they're, only, they're buying, what, a, like a percentage of a building or a, of a note?
1: Yeah, so for instance, you know, just for easy math, right? It's a $5 million loan, you know, and then we have, you know, 50 investors at $100,000, yep. right? Um, so they all go online, they set up an account, they, they sign some subscription, you know, they can review the project, you know, there's a, there's a document vault, they can look at all those documents, and they can, you know, make an informed decision on whether or not they want to participate, and then there's a buy button. Right. There's a buy button. There's an add funds button. Um, and then they go through the process. Click, click, click. It's I mean, it's depending on how fast your fingers go. It's a <laughs> minute. It's two minutes. Yeah. Um, and then you own a piece of real. estate. And you own it. You own a piece, a fractional piece of a loan. And and then that is recorded on blockchain. Your ownership is recorded on blockchain. The documents are recorded on blockchain and then the payments come in. There's just their third party servicer. It sends money to the platform. All the payments are recorded on blockchain um, and then those payments go into your account and then you can move the money out or you can reinvest. Um, so it's, it's the beginning. And then you know, there's all kinds of other things you can do with blockchain over time. But I think that's kind of the, the, uh, the pain point that's solved. You that's know, cool. the, the easiest thing, the lowest hanging fruit for, for blockchain to solve, the pain point.
0: And what are like the next steps that you think you'll add <clears throat> to, to blockchain? Because it, it, it shows <clears throat> that you're the owner, it proves that you're the owner. Mm-hmm. And I mean, is there anything with NFTs or anything like that, like, what, what, what's the next step?
1: um tokenization is is the next step um so these these notes could be tokenized and then they can be traded on another exchange so mm-hmm. that's that's a you know that's a next step um you know it's it's these are things that'll happen over time you know for us at the end of the day our investors are not demanding it if we start start talking about cryptocurrency or blockchain you know that they might actually get scared about yeah. those right. <laughs> right? when it's actually for their benefit, but I don't think they really care so much. Right. But the institutions are starting to demand it. Right. Mm-hmm. If you go up the food chain to wall street, wall street is now starting to demand um, blockchain and, and, you know, and the promises of blockchain, right. The immutability and the transparency yeah. of it all. Right. And so they're, they're actually starting to, um, to look at, uh, valuing their assets more often. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the REITs and in the securitizations, you know, there it's, you know, it's difficult to get, valuations on on properties on a regular basis right but now in partnership with some of the large uh you know appraisal companies they're starting to look at how they can update the values of these assets on a more regular basis and then also record it on blockchain right so now what you've done is you take a you take an asset that's generally illiquid Mm -hmm. which you know they call you know in gap accounting it's like a level three asset and they can move it up and make it a level two asset it's not quite cash yeah right you know but or, if you or, could
0: trade like a tokenization of it or you could trade on a secondary market you could make it liquid or at least li- yeah you could, you could get access to quicker funds is that what? well what so it
1: so um i think what happens is now because the valuations are more regular mm-hmm. um and they're more transparent and you know and and the users of the system and the people that are trading can can see that more often Mm -hmm. then your tokens become more liquid and more tradable right because if you're buying if you're buying a token you know how do you know you know how much that asset is worth at that given time you know on the origination or on a purchase but you don't know at the time you're trading so it makes it less liquid yeah
0: right so you get real-time data yeah
1: more regular updates on the valuations and now these things become more liquid and as a result you would hope that you know, cost of capital comes down, right? And it's you know it's good for everybody, right? It's All cool. ships rise with
0: the tide, right? Absolutely. Are you seeing um, what what areas of disruption are happening with blockchain and lending?
1: Um, well, yeah. I mean, basically, what we're doing on our platform, right? That's yeah. that's one form of disruption, right? It's uh, you know, I mean, you take the private money industry. I mean, that's that's like ripe for disruption, right? It's it's very oh, it's so very old school. school.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, you know, get your big book out and you yeah. made their payment in the ledger. Right. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, that's so um, I think because, you know, because that's where I swim. I swim in the private money sector. Right? right. I think that's, you know, one of the biggest opportunities for disruption. But, you know, if you move just into to, uh, you know, um, your traditional markets. Right. Um, you know, you can you can see that all the stocks. On NASDAQ, New York Stock Exchange, those will all get tokenized. It's just,
0: really? it's just, it's the best. Like every stock in Facebook yeah. or you know, whatever. Right, Home all Depot. tokenized.
1: They should all be on. They will eventually all be on blockchain. Yeah. Question: Which one? And the reason is because now you what you can. What's going to happen is now all these stocks have a relative value to each other. You don't have to sell GM in order to buy Apple right? Mm. You could actually trade GM straight for Apple. Interesting. So you get rid of a lot of friction. You get a lot of, Less a lot of costs too, yeah. Those fees. And now, you know, paint a picture, you know, you have your crypto wallets, crypto wallets now that, in, that can carry, you know, hundreds of crypto, right? Yeah. So now you have a crypto wallet that carries tons of crypto. It's carrying also all your stocks. So you can envision a future where you actually don't even need a dollar, right? Cause you, yeah. you're, 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 um, uh, um, you're, you're holding all your value right in your cryptocurrency so you can go to Starbucks and go you know what? I'm going to pay with a Tesla token and Starbucks is going to accept fraction it of one yeah yeah and then Starbucks is going to accept it because their point-of-sale system is going to go you know will automatically convert it to whatever their store of value is whatever right. they want right? right so why do we even need a dollar yeah. now now comes the question right
0: do you want a dollar
1: do you want a dollar <laughs> and then whether or not Central banks are going to allow you to do
0: that, right? Because now well, they lose. To say only yeah. cash is criminal stuff, right? Like, yeah. cash is not, if you're an ordinary person, <clears throat> you don't need cash. Like, you know, especially if you could have it decentralized in a, in a little wallet. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think it was El Salvador that just adopted this because, yeah. you know, a lot of people can't really go and open bank accounts. I mean, I don't know, if I'm guessing. This the, is unbanked. Of, the, yeah, the unbanked. That's the big benefit. Yeah. And so instead, everyone has a phone, right? You know, and they can easily just put it and they have an email. Yeah, right. You need a phone, an email, and mm-hmm. then somehow you need a way to get that money in. Or you just need to attach your, your job or whatever, and they, if they can pay you in that right. format. Yep. Um, but interesting, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, in El Salvador, right, they, they prior to Bitcoin, right, naive president, I mean, he's going to either be the smartest man alive or the craziest man alive, right? So, right. you know, that existed during this time, right? Because so he basically is all in bitcoin yeah you know um and you know one of the things is you want to get off the u.s dollar right because they're completely reliant on what the u.s does
0: if you go to el salvador do you use a u.s dollar
1: yeah so i was just there recently actually um and they're still taking dollars right so i was in the airport i didn't cruise around el salvador right we stopped there on our way to nicaragua (laughs) yeah um but i was very interested to go and see if i could spend my bitcoins you know right yeah but um interesting enough at the airport you know nobody was taking Bitcoin but um, but I think you know it's it's still I think it's being adopted in those places where there's need yeah right so like in those far out places in El Salvador where they just there they're unbanked right? right and so they solved a problem um, for I think it was like surf city Bitcoin City I think they called it right is mm-hmm. the so this is where it started and I think we're you know kind of the genesis of why El Salvador adopted it and the president adopted it. Um, it's because it solved a problem for these people in these little communities that didn't have money or, or a bank, you know, yeah. and no credit card. I mean, they didn't have banks, so they couldn't do credit card, right? Right. So, so somebody went down there and implemented Bitcoin, and now they're trading and selling their, their wares with, with Bitcoin. So pretty so, interesting.
0: That's interesting. Do you think that the wallet <clears throat> itself will some at some point become like a locker for all your financial information, mm-hmm. I've been hearing that there's companies out there <laughs> making lockers, yeah. and where like you 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 put your it's your W2s, it's your pay stubs, it's your your bank account, mm-hmm. you know all your financial assets like your PFS right your personal yeah. financial statement. Everything's in this wallet, mm-hmm. so that that if you want to get a loan, a car loan, or anywhere you just give them a key to your wallet and they right. can check it all verify everything within yeah. seconds mm-hmm. and then you can make these transaction happen transactions happen very quickly yeah like you could probably get it fast forward 10 years from now I think you probably could get a home loan within minutes if you yeah. if you have it all in a wallet right all your information your insurance everything's all mm-hmm. so digital identity yeah it's like your digital identity yeah. and there's
1: some interesting things that are happening with banking right if you talk to somebody if you go to some of these blockchain conferences it's interesting what's happening with the ban- in the banking industry like you will have your account You'll own your account. The bank won't own your account. Right. And you'll take your account from bank to bank to use their services.
0: Yeah, so they'll have to come up with something better than just put your money here. That's right, yeah.
1: They're going to lose balances because people are going to own that. Right Now, yeah. what are they going to own? They're going to own a CBDC, which, I mean, I, you know, my opinion, you you, you got to avoid those like the plague, right? Because right. that's basically the Gestapo in your pocket, right? <laughs> yeah, it's you know? not like Bitcoin. Different. It's not like Bitcoin to the extent that, you know, the government now can tax you real time. They can, they can they seize can real time. Yep. They can freeze real time. So, you know, CBDCs, I, I think, are, you know, it's the devil in your pocket. So, <laughs> so I would avoid those like the plague, but... Um, but everything will be in your pocket. It'll be all digital, and you will own it.
0: Yeah, right. You'll That's own your cool.
1: key, and you'll own all that stuff. Now, what's the bank going to do? And the banks are already starting to think about this. What? How are they going to pivot? Because to they provide have to service? have
0: these deposits <clears throat> to create yeah. their fractional lending. Yeah, right. So, what are they going to do if these deposits go away? Yeah, it's, it's, are we are gonna... all just making this stuff up as we <laughs> speak, right? I mean, it's yeah. you know, we're watching the sausage. It's being disruption. Made. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So it's true disruption. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So it's going to rapidly change over the next decade.
0: All right, we're back. So I was back. just in Copenhagen, and mm-hmm. then I went across the bridge to Sweden, mm-hmm. and uh, they use the euro. I think in Sweden mm-hmm. it's different. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not the it's not the Danish, whatever it is. Yeah, they're all part of the EU now. Yeah, yeah it's in the guys. EU. So um, the U.S. is was pretty much neck and neck with the the the, the euro, mm-hmm. right? So the, yeah. the dollar what um how do you think that you know we're stacking up you know we we're we're kind of in our own little bubble our own little world seeing the inflation seeing Mm -hmm. like the problems we have in america right now but i'm pretty sure it's a global thing there's a global there's global problems there's global inflation Mm -hmm. you know other countries are are seeing a lot of inflation because i think the world banks or whoever did it you know was sending out money to everyone in COVID, right Mm -hmm. so like a lot of countries printed tons of money and Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess my question is where do you think we stack up is in U S the U S against, you know, the rest of the world, Euro, Europe. Well, I think, you know,
1: you made a lot of good points, which in observations, which is, um, at the end of the day, you know, we don't do things in isolation, right. Um, you know, we yeah. have our G20, mm-hmm. they all meet, you know, regularly in Davos, right. Right. They get together and they say, you know, right. What are you doing? What am I doing? Yep. And so you know you, you just can't do things in isolation because you're stepping on your buddy's pecker, right? I mean it's you, know, you can't. So they're all doing it in concert, right? You know. So if you look at the M1 money supply of all these countries, yeah, they're they're all kind of eerily similar.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're right? Debt, tons of debt.
1: Yeah, and then they're printing the hell out of money. Yeah. So inflation is going to be similar everywhere. So what you know, what's the the purchasing power parity between all these countries? I mean, I, you know, it's it, they're they're all kind of you know moving around, but they're all you know kind of. But they're all kind yeah. of in, the, in a bad place. They're it's all in, not just U.S. that's yeah. right.
0: hitting this crazy 9% inflation. Yeah.
1: But where are the emerging com- countries that did not buy into all that, right? What are they, what are strengthening? they
0: doing? Are they, are they, they must yeah. be strengthening, right?
1: You would think, yeah, if they're not printing. Because, you know, yeah. if you don't print, you know, right? You, you don't have inflation, right. Right, generally speaking, right? I mean, print, you know, inflation is, is the byproduct of, of government printing of money.
0: Unless you're in a country where <clears throat> the rich come and... They're spending more money in your country for some reason, but that's mm-hmm. probably good for your GDP, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Tourism and so you think um, it's not just a U.S. problem; it's a global problem with this inflation thing.
1: Um, it's a global problem for any countries that um, use monetary policy to, you know, basically pay people to stay home.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Was that like a, that? Feels like it was an experiment <laughs> or something, man. It's
1: it's an experiment. <laughs> Essentially, I mean, if you look at the M one money supply, it's quite alarming. Yeah, and you don't see it on the news. I don't know why not. You know, it's like you know the you see uh, you know Powell and Yellen in front of the Senate saying you know inflation we think is transitory. I think it's dishonest. You know. Yeah. They're not dumb. They, can, they look can look at the M one money brush supply. It under the
0: rug once you know yeah. people find out they're like right. oh well we were wrong but right. no big deal.
1: Yeah. And maybe yeah. I'll change the CPI a little bit so that it doesn't look as bad, right? Because they right. do that also every year. They change the CPI. And, you know, and the justification is, you know, how they measure CPI. And the justification is, for instance, like, you know, your TV used to be 50 bucks. Now it's a thousand bucks. But your TV does a lot more. So, you know, sure. we're going to adjust that, you know. Yeah, but- the phone's not a phone <laughs> anymore. It's yeah. a computer. And- but I don't feel 9% when I go to the grocery store or when I go to the gas, you know, right? Or when it comes to affordability. It, to me, it feels a little bit more like 30%. Yeah, but, I mean, crazy. I think everybody else is feeling the same thing. So it's just dishonest, right? But they don't want yeah. to see. They don't want to see thirty percent, right? They don't. They can't share thirty percent with the. So population. Can you
0: imagine what would happen if they were like, "Oh, it's actually thirty <laughs> percent"? Yeah, it'd be riots. Because gas went up, yeah, forty percent, whatever yeah. it was fifty right. forty. Um, yeah, yeah. houses forty so yeah. percent in right. a lot of ways. Yeah. You know,
1: it's 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 really sad because it's going to affect. the the low income and middle class the most, right? And the people that make the most money during hyperinflation are the wealthy, right? Because they're able to pick up assets, they have assets, and their wealth is just going to get more because they own stuff that appreciates, right?
0: And they own the businesses, the big businesses that all the poor and middle class are using that cash to buy stuff. And they're, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah, on and on, so... Um, so you know, our podcast is geared towards mortgage professionals, mortgage mm-hmm. brokers, realtors, you know, people that you know are interested in in knowing more about, you know, uh, mortgages and things like that. So um, one of the questions: What would you do if you were a mortgage broker to drum up business right now? Um, I'd pivot into
1: um, or diversify into um, alternative lending. Yeah, right. Um, that's right. I'd, I'd have more products.
0: People always need need they to am, borrow money. They
1: always need to borrow money. So I pivot into other products. So, you know, I mean, it's it's this um, it's the balance between focus, which makes you really efficient, and and diversification, which makes you inefficient, right? Because yep. if you're just doing residential mortgages, purchase finance, right, you can get really really good at that. Right. But then when that dries up, you're kind of screwed. Yep. So you kind of have to, you know, you got to try to have a a bigger bigger quiver.
0: Yeah, so stuff like to private do private money like
1: yeah like what private money saying? private money obviously you know it's well that's something you know going back to you seeing how you know the conferences that i've been at right i mean the one thing that i'm noticed noticing when i go to these conferences is that you know as a private lender we're we're sexy again yeah. right i mean it there was you know for several years right i mean wall street was was eating our lunch because they're mm-hmm. you know just like they did during the financial crisis right so you know, well, when start, private
0: money has to go down to like six percent interest rates, yeah, that's not—it's not, not
1: sexy. It's not sexy, and so it's, as a result, you know, you just kind of you kind of slow down on your lending, and you just yeah. you know you pick your opportunities, um, right? Uh, but you know, and also you know, inflation at in nine, and you're lending at six or seven or eight. I mean, you know that, and that the private money also is not as efficient as Wall Street. You know, so it takes a while for the private lenders to adjust yeah. their pricing.
0: You know, yeah because so. I see that now I mean with Fidelis and with you know probably mm-hmm. with you guys like you you know the, the command for the lower rates is still there and that the the people still giving those lower rates yeah so like private money and like say maybe non-qm have kind of come to this kind of weird almost yeah. parity and and they're yeah, it's strange yeah it's, it's strange, strange you're like yeah eight and a half percent for a first mortgage like I can right. go get a private loan for that and you're like right. well yeah it's a balloon it's one year right. balloon or it's a you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's not the same. You got three points on it or two yeah. points on it. But you see private money going up. Have you yeah. been seeing that? Like, what? Yeah, work? yeah, d-
1: yeah, definitely. I'm seeing, you know, where, you know, you, you see you're, you're competing with people that are putting out seven and eights, right? Which, yep. you know, is now you're hearing nine to 12, right? You're hearing people start to demand, you know, the double digits, yep. you know, that, that's, that's happening. But to, I mean, can you, you're kind of proving my point, right? QM and private money are kind of merging right now because QM is way more sensitive, you know, because it's it's an efficient market, generally speaking. Uh (laughs) Right. And private money is not right. These, these, the private lenders will start to adjust when they see that like their investors are not interested in a seven or 8% anymore. Right. Because if they're looking at nine inflation, like, wow! You're not even it's, getting me inflation. Yeah, it's breaking even. Yeah, yeah, I'm un- yeah. I'm underwater, right? I mean, and they're seeing, you know, so, yeah, your your real return is is less, right? So you right. have to at least beat inflation, which if they're claiming it's nine right now, which I think is a, it's a <laughs> lot more, but even if it's nine, you should be should be a little bit more than that. At least you know get get a point on your money. At least be
0: ten. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but the people that are sitting on the sidelines with cash, mm-hmm. they're just losing. I mean. It's the risk versus reward thing, right? They're just like, well, shit, it's a big risk yeah. for me to put my money to deploy it. Like, it... So I'm just going to leave it there and lose 9% on it. Um, yeah,
1: so that's, so that's, and I think, and we feel that, right? Because it's our money like right? yeah. we're putting out. So it's, you know, do you leave it in the bank? You're definitely losing money. I mean, like I said, your purchasing power has gone right. down 30%, right? So, you know, my eggs used to be four, now they're eight, right? You know, right. my gas was three, now it's six. Um, but... so your purchasing power is going up. So then it's a question of how do you loan the money out? Right. There's, there is, there is a point where, you know, okay, well I'm not going to do a, you know, 80% LTV loan. Uh, I'm going to do 40 or 50. Now does the market want 40 or 50? You know, I mean, we'll see when they're not getting, when nobody's lending, you know, I mean, so then it's, it's competition, right? Where does everybody want to be in terms of LTV? So private money lenders will adjust their risk based on LTV.
0: Um, are you seeing the LTVs drop because they're afraid maybe the values are drop? Yeah. Yeah. That that's happening. So private lenders that yeah. may have gone 80 LTV or 75. <clears throat> yeah. Are saying, no, nope, I'm yeah. going 70, 65. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely happening.
1: Yeah. Or they're just, you know, I'm, I'm also seeing a lot of alligator arms like at The conferences <laughs> people are still out there pretending to lend and then they're not lending.
0: Yeah. Right. It's, Either raise the rate so hard, or make it so difficult that it yeah,
1: isn't, yeah, yeah, and you know, and, and partly is because they want to remain relevant. They're not going to come out and say I'm not landing anymore because you yeah. know then the spigot they just they want to continue to pretend because they're hopeful that at some point there's a landing.
0: Yeah, right? just and then they can it's safe again. And yeah,
1: and then then everybody
0: gets back out. So. Everyone feels the warm fuzzies and yeah, the warm the warm fuzzies. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you know you've mm-hmm. been around like like we talked about earlier that mm-hmm. uh, seen seen some cycles, seen some crashes and. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff comes out of nowhere, and you don't really know like what what to expect. No one really has a crystal ball. Like, what would be your advice for your average mortgage broker right now?
1: Um, well, diversify. Yeah, other products. Um, you know, uh, um, I mean, I guess it d- depends on the uh, the profile of, of the person, right? I mean, I think get get ready for for some. You know some difficulties for yeah. sure, yeah. and then um also you know we hope that maybe there's opportunities in distress coming. Right, so you know we're we're all gonna have to you know band together and and be the cleanup crew, right? Yeah. So, well, and that's where what do you happened. think
0: the distress? Where's the weakening right now? Like where's the distressed <clears throat> weakenings? Because like we talked about earlier, a lot of people that have equity, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think one of the areas that I would say, and you can comment on this, is. Is uh, a bunch of people bought second homes because things were great, everything was great, yeah. and they buy them sight unseen. They, you know, ski areas, you Havasu.
1: Know. So as as a, uh, yeah. I sat with a guy at lunch, from Havasu, mm-hmm. nice guy, um, he's a builder. Um, property values are down ten percent. Okay, that's just I mean that's just the beginning, right? I mean during yeah. the financial crisis, it was uh, it was interesting, right? It's you had all these areas, these booming areas. The second homes are the first to go, right? Yeah. Um, and then all the uh, you know the new luxury homes, mm-hmm. right? So you know, Cielo, Shady Canyon, Paradise mm-hmm. Valley, you know, Scottsdale, Phoenix. You know, I mean, we could name a whole bunch. Right. Really similar, right? Right. Lot lots of like, inventory golf communities. They're yeah. in
0: areas that people yeah. don't live in. They're second right. homes, yeah. and they're not necessarily Airbnb right homes. They're yeah. like you know, like a, like Arizona. Like I would never <clears throat> yeah. go to Arizona for vacation, mm-hmm. and, then, and that's I'm not saying that as a negative thing. I'm just saying like I live in San Diego unless I was going to like a golf open or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like I, I'm not going to Arizona for anything other than business. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people would go from like, say like Utah, Idaho, they come down to golf and there's a great weather. Right. Yeah. And, but when you're a California person, you probably won't do that. Um, so like areas like that you think will, will get cut pretty deep.
1: Well, I think it's the areas that are extremely volatile, right? So, um, those places where prices went up fast can, yeah. can go down faster. Yeah. Right. So, and that's, I think we've, that lesson has been learned. I mean, yeah. maybe not been learned, but we've seen it. <laughs> you yeah. Know, right. Historically. So, and also if you're a chartist, it's always interesting, you know, the, to look at the charts, right? How fast have we gone up, right? And if yeah. you take, if you kind of do like linear aggression and go, what's an average growth rate, right? And then you take off all that froth, you know, it, it's a big pullback. Yeah. Right. And, and if you also look at the economy from, you know, the last financial crisis, they wouldn't let us fail. Every time there's a little blip, there is more money pumped in. Every yeah. time there's a little blip. So it's it's interesting to look back there, at the charts. Back
0: then, it was a B in front of it. Yeah. Now it's a T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: yeah it's, it's kind of alarming. So... Um, and then also, you know, look at look at migration patterns too, right? So people so, left to California. Yeah, where are they New going? York. You know, they're they're going to Texas. They're going to Florida. They're going to Idaho. They're going to Nevada. Yeah, right. They're going to Georgia. They're going to uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know these places are, um, you know, they're, they're they're you know maybe maybe less volatile
0: than others. Yeah.
1: You know, so finding those
0: places that are less volatile, unless they just started building like crazy. Yeah. And if there's a lot of inventory, they just got caught kind of musical chairs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean I I think, you know, hopefully people saved some money. Last year was a boom. Right. Banner year, right? Yeah. Great year. Right. So a lot of people made some investments, hopefully, and Mm -hmm. and some good stuff and
1: And wait. And wait. Don't go in don't go in too quickly. Right, it's yeah. gonna wait a little bit. I mean, nobody's sure. gonna nobody's gonna ring the bell when it hits the bottom. No, right? Like no. they won't ring the bell when it hits the top. But but
0: do you think that the the Fed and the just the like kind of like to your point where you said earlier that you know these they didn't let us fail, right? They just kept yeah. pumping money. Right. They're they're not gonna stop pumping money. Right. They're going to keep raising rates, but then they're going to do like, okay, here's some more stimulus. Here's some more like a $10,000
1: check for your college
0: forgiveness. Your college forgiveness. Right. Like stuff like that. They're going to continue to do that. And then, of course, they're going to bail out their buddies, any banks or any other. You know, so like there's 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 there's
1: there's a limit. There's a limit to that. Right. So, I mean, uh, you have to have. There has not been an economy where there were limits to spending and and, you know, uh, printing money. Yep. So Venezuela, <laughs> right. Okay. Um, Argentina, yeah, Argentina. I mean, you know, I you used to go back in history, basically every currency has failed, you know right. what I mean? Right. I mean, every currency fails eventually, but there's a limit. And so I don't, you know, like what Volker did back in the eighties, right? He had to slam on the brakes, you know, he had the, the testicular fortitude to go, we're not going in the right direction. And he just slammed on the brakes and created austerity. It was painful for a hot minute. But then we got back on track. Yep. Do we have that? Do we have that that fortitude today? No, I don't think we do, right? So we're kicking the can. Yep. And then you know, is it going to get worse? Is it going to be you know I, you know, and, and how do you how do you manage that risk? Yep. yep. Right? Because you have to have austerity.
0: Yep. So. Well, we got midterms coming up.
1: Yeah, we
0: got midterms coming up. So I was watching something the other day that said. Uh, On average, if you look at presidential cycles, you'd see the down the down market is typically in Q2 Hmm. uh, or no second year yeah first second third quarter fourth quarter second year is pretty bad Mm -hmm. in a a presidential cycle cycle Mm -hmm. usually, and then after the midterms it sort of picks up again Mm. for about a year ish Mm -hmm. yeah and then election year all bets are off yeah and so some of the prediction was you know after the midterms we're going to have, see an uptick. And right. Like, and like, you know, not uptick in like anything bad, just like an uptick in like good things. So sort of like, you know, the stock market would be good. Or, um, if we're okay with more inflation,
1: then, then they'll, then, you know, then they'll, they'll, uh, they'll continue to do quantitative easing. We're still in quantitative easing.
0: Yeah. Which is r-
1: relatively speaking. Right. The, the rates aren't that high. Yeah. They're higher but they're not that high. Right. I mean, the and they're the not day, higher than inflation.
0: Choose in right? For the, fe- the feds and the twos, they're two, what, two and a half? Yeah,
1: my, my mortgage, you know, what, 20 plus years ago was 7%. Right. right. I mean, so. Yeah, what I got know, That's probably, I would argue that that's normal, right?
0: Right. Two, 3% is not normal. That's not normal. Yeah. So those um, people who have those rates, it's an asset. They don't want to touch it. That's a like no. gold. Well, that's
1: what I was saying, you know, three years ago, which is, you know, that was the time, to borrow as much money as you possibly can, Yep. right, because it's free,
0: right? That's right. What, I mean, I went and bought a few it's properties. I was like, yeah, like I'm going to get these low rates, right. and then you're going to have you have an asset for forever. Yeah, get a thirty year fix, right? One hundred percent. So people, yeah, I think a lot of people don't want to get rid of that, but they, but then they don't know how to manage. Like, what do I do to get this equity? What do I do to yeah. you know? So yeah. I, I've heard rumblings of people talking about trading mm. homes and oh, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. So some, some creative uh mm-hmm. products right wrap mortgages might become in vogue again Rap, yeah right because, what's
0: that like for the audience what, what does that mean so
1: that's when you keep your mortgage that you have now and then somebody else gives you another loan yeah. right mm-hmm. and you're paying on the bigger loan right, right. but and then they're collecting on the small they're collecting on the smaller loan got it yeah. right so you don't have to get rid of that loan it's almost it's kind of like a second but it's like it's one mortgage you pay interesting you know so those wrap mortgages yeah. those, those might become in vogue
0: might, have, might need to look into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what's inspiring you right now, <clears throat> with all the the negative news? Like, what's actually inspiring? Uh, tequila you? and blockchain. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, you do yeah. have a um, a tequila interest.
1: Yeah, I have a tequila interest. It's, uh, yeah, it's right, a good.
0: Yeah. It's a good spirit. Yeah, it's a fantastic it keeps, spirit. Keeps things not. Yeah. Uh,
1: mezcal actually is is I think my you know subcategory of the tequila <laughs> of the agave <laughs> spirits. Right. Yeah, I'm loving the mezcal.
0: That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's fun. I'm, I'm enjoying it too. Um, (laughs) what about, uh, any shout outs to anyone that's kind of helped you along the way? Um, someone who's been there for you, someone who's inspired you, someone who's been a uh, mentor, you know, any, any, uh, anyone you can think of?
1: Well, you know, I'd be in trouble if I didn't mention my wife, (laughs) you know, Um, shout out to Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Definitely grandparents. I had some cool grandparents that were inspirational. You know, right. My 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 uh my dad's dad was uh undertaker and very much an investor in the stock market, right? So, you know, he since he, from an early age he would always send me articles to read from the Wall Street Journal. Okay. And then he would send me twenty bucks also. And <laughs> so then he, here's money, now yeah, read this. Yeah. And then he would call me and go, So what'd you think about that article? So I was smart enough to know if I didn't read the article <laughs> that I probably wouldn't get another twenty bucks next time. So <laughs> So I was reading a lot of articles.
0: That's cool that he, <laughs> he invested in you like that because yeah. that, that, yeah. you know, most kids wouldn't be reading articles like that.
1: Right. So, so yeah, so I, you know, this, I've had some good influences. You know, my, my, my mom's dad was a builder back in the day, right? Built a lot of Chula Vista, Arizona, Texas, um, Nevada. And then, um, and then my, and then my wife's dad, my father-in-law is a big influence, right? He, he introduced cool. me to the, uh, to the loan business, Nice, right? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, if our listeners want to connect with you, wh- where would they go? Like, you know, to your to your private money company and
1: yeah. I mean, well, there's always helveticagroup.com. Okay. You know, um, well, they can invest in
0: that, or they can they can potentially
1: well, <clears throat> there's raiseley.com, right? So yep. we have raiseley.com. How do you spell that? That's raise like raise money. It's raise l i So that's you know that's our platform right you now that that's not very public. I mean it's. Available publicly, but it's we're not you can marketing in,
0: it in notes and potential yeah, deals. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you, know, you can even just go in there and peruse and see you know what kind of deals are happening just to you know for um, just to be interested, right? Yep, for I mean, sure. To peruse, um, yeah. And then there's then there's our investment bank, which is HelveticaGroup.com.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, well, guys, uh, please like, share, subscribe, and. Let us know if you have any um, ideas for guests, and we're here to help you guys get more business. Thanks for watching, see you on the next one.